0: Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. What is holding you back from getting to that next level in your career? Well, you know that saying, what got you here won't get you there. This week, we're diving in on what will get us there to that next level by learning the top career advancement strategies with former tech executive and chief career coach, Jamie Chambron. So that you can get practical steps to get unstuck and break through to the next level of your career. Let's dive in. Jamie Chambrone is the founder and career coach of Career Agility System. She has over 20 years of experience building, growing, and transforming teams within 10-plus tech organizations and launching three businesses. She launched Career Agility System to leverage what she has learned to help women in tech accelerate getting unstuck and doing the work they love, get paid what they are worth, and have time to enjoy life. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Great, Lori. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're here. And what I'd really like to start for our conversation is, I know you have a a very, robust career prior to what you're doing now. Can you take us a bit into your career journey and how that, what made you decide to shift?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I started my career as an individual contributor programmer. Uh, I knew programming wasn't my end destination. I'd always seen sites on management, leadership, building teams, growing talent. Um, I was just always interested in Managing a business, managing something that would be a value and uh, make an impact, and so since I was in tech, I really just navigated my way through different roles and responsibilities, pivoting into project management, then pivoting into managing teams and either product management or professional services, and that continued to grow as the industry grew, and um, moved into more VP, senior level executive roles in leading and transforming business, um, service lines of business and businesses within the businesses and tech. And as I was going through the different places I've been and thinking about what's my the next career, because I thought at some point I'd want to retire early, but not completely mm-hmm. retire, but do something different. And I started to explore coaching and what that would be like. And I did some things on the side while in the last few years of being uh, a leader in different technical organizations. And then finally, just with enough money aside and said it was time to go launch and focus 100 percent on my my passion of helping other people advance their careers.
0: That's great. Have you always been entrepreneurial or was this kind of a stretch for you and you decided to go ahead and leave behind a 20
1: year plus career? I considered myself for a long time an entrepreneur, so an entrepreneur within companies, because I'd always come in and be the person launching new lines of business, building new services, innovating on what we can do, what else we can do for clients. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I also, along the way, either had some, I was involved in a media startup that I was one of the co-founders of, helped start a nonprofit. So I always had the itch to start things. But I think early in my career, I needed to stabilize, be in a stable environment, get to a point where I was financially free, if you will, to then go focus on something that would provide me the income I needed to continue to live the lifestyle that I live today.
0: So you ended up picking this business career agility systems in in the sort of coaching and growth and space. What What was it about that? that you decided that's what you were going to focus on?
1: Yeah, so back to I loved in and why some of the things I've done in my career was, has been about helping other people kind of move forward in their careers and in particular helping identify other girls early on in STEM to women, growing and empowering them to be stronger leaders in tech because I always wanted to see more diversity and, in the tech arena. And so while today I do coaching and development of a lot of different individuals, my real passion is wanting to see more women grow into the C suite of technology organizations. And so I'm um, part of what I wanted to do originally was coaching, but I've organically evolved the business based on what I see the needs and opportunities are for individuals. So I've also become a personal branding expert. So it's not just coaching, but I'm developing and optimizing LinkedIn profiles and resumes and bios and board kind of positioning. So there's all kinds of things I'm doing now that's beyond just the coaching to help make breakthroughs for my clients, but really helping them figure out what value they provide, what's going to differentiate them as they continue on their career
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the word breakthrough, and that's really what I want to talk to you a bit about in more depth, because I think a lot of us who have been in careers in corporate or in in a business for a long period of time have experienced this idea of kind of moving up to a point. I say up, but it's just growth, expanding, learning, and then Getting to that point where you're kind of just stuck a little bit, is that where you've seen your clients typically be at when they come to you? And tell me a bit about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I get a a number of individuals who have progressed at one company, but now they're a decade in and go, am I going to be here a decade later or what do I need to do to not just pivot laterally into another organization, but, you know, a lot of them are like trying to figure out, I hit the the ceiling. How do I really get to director, to VP? How do I get to that next place? And I always go back to, and there's a great book uh, on what got you here won't get you there. And so Mm -hmm. it's needing to take a step back and reflect on all the great things you've done to get into the position you're at. You have to understand and look at your boss and others around you who are at where you want to be to go, what are they doing that you haven't done or haven't demonstrated that you can do, and to go find those opportunities to demonstrate those skills or learn that knowledge that you need to, to get to that next place. You've got to do things differently. You've got to do different things to be able to get to that next place in your career, be it move up, move into another organization or move into different functions or different interests and to pursue those.
0: Yeah, are there some common themes that you see with your clients? Of these are the areas that, if you think about from the "what got you here" won't get you there, the "get you there" part is there? Are there a, quite a few common strategies or themes that come through that your clients haven't even realized? Oh, yeah, you're right. I haven't thought about that. That hasn't been a focus of mine. What are what are some of those?
1: So. First thing that comes to mind is a number of my clients, especially women, have imposter syndrome. So they actually have done a lot of the great things that get you there, but they haven't really articulated in a way to position them for that next rung, that next place. And so, and they hesitate to toot their own horn. And even though mm-hmm. when it's someone else from, from that doesn't know them begins to go, you've done all this great stuff. It's just you have this imposter syndrome of like, I'm not really that good, but you are. So that's one piece I see. There's a lot I see around executive presence, communicating at that next level, being able to communicate to the C-suite, being in conversations with the C-suite, getting into those conversations. Also, a lot of times, depending on the organization, is needing to find sponsors and champions of yours who will advocate for you. For another role, like some companies do have formal sponsorship programs, but you need others within your organization, including your current leader that sees the great things you you do and are capable of doing to be able to be promoted from within. And you've got to build those relationships. And I think that's the other piece is you've got to be continuously focused on building relationships internally and building your network externally to keep getting in front of new opportunities, talking to people about what you do. And you may have to, back to the imposter syndrome, is always thinking about what your brand is today because your brand, back to where you got to where you were, you've done different things now. You've made great successes. You've got a lot of more stripes on you. So what's your brand now that's going to take you forward into where you want to go next in your career? It's about leaning into what you want to do next.
0: That's so interesting about the imposter syndrome piece. It 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 comes up so so much and it's uh, i just it, it it's just part of i think being a human is to move into the next level and not really feel like you're ready right it's just i've never done that before or i've done this but i've really not allowed myself to internalize that what i've done is actually really really good right and that i deserve the credit for it So what I'm hearing, Jamie, is that a lot of the strategies include, it's about, hey, I have what it takes, but it's a matter of getting ourselves, others to see that, right? Our best, I'm my own best kept secret kind of thing needs to be positioned and put out there into into the world, whether it's within the business or within the industry or wherever it is that that person might want to go. What are some of the tips? that or strategies that you discuss with your clients around imposter syndrome to get past and allow themselves to start seeing the brilliance that they already are?
1: Yeah. So part of some of the work I do when I begin to dig into what someone has accomplished in their career is just getting them to understand the great result, the outcomes, the value, and to get comfortable being able to talk to it. So having a talk track around your 30 second elevator pitch. And these are the two or three things most recently or over my career I've accomplished. Because the other thing I try to get to have my clients understand is usually patterns of success. So they've done certain things over and over again. Well, you're really great at transforming organizations or modernizing brands or and they just never saw it that way before because they hadn't laid out their career journey and the results outcomes of what they've accomplished because I think a lot of times when we think about what we've done we think about what we've done not the end results or impact on building new leaders or helping a business get to that next level of growth and you just have to take a step back and think about what are those successes and getting comfortable with this is who you are and this is what you bring to the table. And you haven't done it just once. Like it's not a one off. It's you've done it three or four times. So it's really getting Mm -hmm. comfortable and seeing those patterns of successes of you shouldn't hesitate to talk about it because you've done this so many times. This is just one of your superpowers. And I help get people comfortable. Mm -hmm. What is their superpower? And there's proof to it. Right.
0: It is it is helpful to lay that, lay the facts out, right? It's okay, mm-hmm. these are the things that you did. <laughs> I mean, those are facts. So once they have start to have those things laid out, they start to craft their personal brand and what are these things they're recurrent, they're frequently doing successfully, their superpowers. You mentioned networking and There were some recent articles put out with some studies done by Chief, the organization Chief, around the importance of networking for women as they move up in their careers and actually that it's very important and the ones that are doing it are getting a lot of good progress and success moving up quicker than the the ones that are not. What, when when you think about networking as a strategy, what are some of the things that that women can do to intentionally network? Because I think it's one of those things that just falls through the cracks because we're all so busy, right? What do we need to be doing here?
1: Yeah. So I try to get my clients to just start to set some goals for themselves with respect to networking. So it may be Once a month, getting out to a professional networking event, be it within your industry, within your function. That's one thing, is just like to make it a goal that once a month, maybe it's a networking lunch or a speaking engagement, or it's a virtual event too. There's still a lot of virtual events going on, is make it a priority to do networking and getting out there. Another one is just reconnecting with your current network. So make it a point to do outreach maybe once a week to try and reconnect over Zoom or over a live coffee or lunch to especially key people in your network that could help you in introducing you to a new role or moving you forward in your career or just giving you some great feedback on what's what's next, what you're looking for, or helping you connect with other people. So finding those connectors in your network who could connect you with others. I think we just have to Make it a goal in our either weekly or monthly priorities that we've got to get out there and build new relationships. And it's not just the getting out there, but maybe it's setting your sights of OK, I'm going to go to a networking event and I want to meet five new people. So you just got to be really intentional on you can't just show up to a networking event either because you make nothing out of it. But it's going and being open to introducing yourself, walking up to people, talking to new people. And just being really, and it can be uncomfortable for a lot of people, because we're really selling ourselves at that point. But getting comfortable, getting out there, and initially, it's really more about listening to the other person, anyway. Getting to know who they mm-hmm. are, coming with questions you can ask them, because then they'll be more interested in sharing their background and wanting to build a relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm exhausted hearing about it. It's not one of my strengths is to <laughs> put myself out there, go to these types of events. But I understand the value of it. And um, I, I like to think of it, too, is that, like if you honestly really do want to create genuine relationships with more people is what you're trying to do. Because if you just go and meet five people and it's just surface level conversation when you don't follow up and you don't actually build a relationship, it's, it's not going to be worth your time.
1: And that's why I like to recommend for people who aren't ready to fully get out there and cold, basically cold call people, right? That's what you're doing. You're selling yourself, trying to find new relationships, go to your warm network and keep the, keep the right relationships going and reconnect with them because that's going to,
0: Yeah, that's probably where I would start with those strategies, Jamie. So one of the things that I noticed when I I brought up in in your bio earlier is one of the things that was in there that you want these women to have time to enjoy life. And you're working with women who are looking to break through, move to the next level. How do we balance? doing that and also have the time to enjoy our life. And maybe, I don't know, balance is probably not the best word because it's used a lot, but what what is typically the focus there to be able to do that?
1: Yeah. So I think part of it is really understanding what you're what you are aren't going to sacrifice as you go into that next level and what are you willing to do to be in that next role? And it might be short-term sacrifices just to ramp up, gain more knowledge, gain more information, get that reestablished new net- networks or relationships. But it's really thinking about not only as you get into that next level or next place, new opportunity. Set boundaries, right? So I think a lot of us have a hard time setting boundaries on I am in the office, be it physically or remote from just nine to five or mm-hmm. better. I think the other thing, too, is better time management. So knowing that you don't need to respond to every email as they come in or even every phone call, so you're going to you know block time to do your focus, deep work, get things done and make sure distraction like social media, email water cooler top aren't distracting you. So you can really maximize your work day and be able to come home and not bring work with you be it at night or on the weekend. So I think we just got to get better, more intentional of what are those boundaries? What are your, your working, your teams, your peers should know how you work so that they understand you may only have meetings in the morning or you're going to do all your deep work in the morning and just schedule team meetings, coffees, one-on-ones in the afternoon so that you can get through the day and not have to take anything home with you.
0: Yeah. It, it's. I like how you started with what you're willing to give and what you're not. So around priorities is so, 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 so important as a good starting point. And especially being intentional about it. And and that's usually where I feel like we we fall off is that we believe we have this w- wanting to only say, not bring my work home, but until you decide and say, okay, this is my boundary and, and this is how I'm going to accomplish that, and probably not every day, but on the whole, on the average, as a goal and expectation, in order to make that happen, we have to look at it, eyes wide open and decide. Hmm? So we, we talked about communication of our superpowers and figuring that out. We talked about personal branding a little bit. We talked about networking. We talked about a little bit around like boundaries. What are we missing here, what are some of the other really important nuggets that that you're thinking about?
1: Yeah, so as I worked with a number of clients over the years, another thing I remind individuals, which helps them make a breakthrough, is remembering what their role is and who they are supporting and serving. So one of the things I have my clients ask their bosses is, what can I do for you or what can I do differently? So I think we get so used to managing team and focusing on your individual priorities of what your boss delegated to you, but to flip the conversation and go, how can I better support you and the team is sometimes, is sometimes things we don't ask to feel more connected and aligned to what your leader is trying to accomplish. Because at the end of the day, you're there to help your leader accomplish their goals, not accomplish mm-hmm. your goal per se. Another thing, too, and I was told this early on in my career of your team isn't your direct reports. Your team is your peers. So it's critical to build that relationship with your peers, helping and back to supporting your boss and what their goals are. You're also there to jointly support his, his or her goals. You're jointly to support each other's goals, too. That's why you're on a team together. So getting to realize you work as a team but it's as a peer team. And then those, if you're leading others, people under you need to you know, learn that, that, that their peers are their team and they got to work together to make progress for the organization. So those are just some other things I've seen. And I've relayed to first-time managers, people trying to get into the C-suite is like little things like that, that we forget about why we're there, what's the purpose we're serving and then the other thing, too, is how can you go above and beyond? So I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we come in and we're doing our job, and I also think we get into the habit of that's not my job. You hear like people mm-hmm. putting down boundaries. And sometimes that puts people aside, that they don't want to come to you if they have, need help, or additional expertise in something. But from where you sit and what you do, what can you do to go that extra mile? What else can you do? To demonstrate you're valuable to the team, you can do more than what you've been given. I think for people looking to advance, they've got to be thinking about what else can I do that demonstrates I am at that level? Am I doing strategy work? Am I helping my leader? Is my leader giving me things that's going to demonstrate executive communications, stronger team building, talent development, hiring the right people? So, I think that's a lot of it too is really thinking about what beyond your job duties, what else can you do to demonstrate you're at that next level and continuously look to go above and beyond, go that extra mile that uh, your peers and others may not be doing to stand out first.
0: I'm just curious when we think about career breakthroughs and having been in a position or an area for a while. In your experience working with these women, is it often that they can work their way up where they're at? Or is a lot of the strategy also, hey, you might have to go to another company in the same industry or look outside of your organization to be able to make that breakthrough?
1: I have a lot of those conversations because a a number of individuals, I myself included, were you have to realize or recognize when the learning curve has stopped and if you're in a place where there's no new leader or no new responsibilities or no new opportunities that you're interested in and you feel like your learning curve is starting to lessen that's the point when you go you need to you know start looking externally and then also when you feel more confident in having some external opportunities or possibilities to go back internally to go, hey, I've been doing this for a while. What do I need to do? Because this is this part of that breakthrough is what do I need to do to get to that next level? Or are there any opportunities that I can take on to help me get to that next level? Maybe if there's a strategic project coming up, merger and acquisition to get involved in some something. But you've got to also be having some conversations with your current boss as well to go, hey, I'm here. I'm wanting to get there. Give me feedback. Tell me what I need to do and will there be opportunities because that's going to help you decide, are they really able to go all in on me and get there next? Or do I really need to put more energy into looking externally, reconnecting with my network to find ways to do more because I'm ready for that next learning curve?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I I, I think it it can be easy just to get caught up in trying where you're at and things there's a lot of timing involved right positions don't open up right always at the right time or the time that you would like it to and so it's a matter of i guess are you willing to wait are you willing to to do something else at that point and and explore those other opportunities
1: but i think you've got to be continuously looking at and this is where i think people get stagnant and don't move forward or go somewhere else is they're not continuously reflecting on, am I still learning and growing? And because then they all of a sudden get to a point where, oh, I've got nowhere else to go because I didn't take care of myself. Positioning, having conversations, like they start seeing other colleagues and peers getting promoted or moving into other areas of responsibility because they've never had that conversation with their boss before.
0: So at that point, they they have a lot of Experience in kind of one area, and they're not broadening that and looking for opportunities to do that.
1: Right. And then their brand is used to this is the one thing you do, right? You become kind of that one trick pony because that's all anyone knows you've done and are great at. And you keep getting opportunities to just do that one thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, is the, if that's you, if that's me, and I've been doing this one thing and I've realized this now, I'm kind of stuck in this box. What's my my next move is once I realize that, hey, I don't want to be stuck in this box anymore.
1: So I think it's beginning to look externally. Maybe it's not your current boss. Maybe there's former bosses you've had or close Mm -hmm. colleagues and friends to start talking about, hey, I think I'm ready to look at what's next that I've been stuck. You can always hire a professional, but I think first and foremost is just looking at the resources you already have around you, be it colleagues, friends, doing searches on the internet, just to kind of see what's of interest to you. Back to that, getting out there and networking and talking to people, you might uncover an opportunity that sounds interesting. You might be also starting to look at, am I missing something educationally? And do I not have an MBA and maybe I need the MBA or do I not have some certain skill set that I really need to go get certified in that's going to help get to that next level. But you've got to start getting feedback and talking to people. And if you're not comfortable doing it in where you're at today, then it's going to the people that that you respect, be it mentors, be it former leaders you've worked with to get some of that feedback and conversation going. And also to see, are there anyone that's where you want to be next and ask them, how did they get there? What did you do? How did you get from where we were back a few years ago to doing this today? Go see what success looks like, and go try to replicate it.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. There's typically a person that's already done it, and there's no need to reinvent the wheel. That's for sure. I'm just going to start to wrap this up, Jamie. I would love to hear any last closing thoughts you have on this topic for our listeners out there that are working through their careers at various stages?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is don't ever think you're completely boxed in. You've got to be willing to take some time and back to that time management, make some time for you. And usually like direct minutes, first thing in the morning or lunchtime, figure out a time to do some self-reflection and to put those goals out there. Like, I'm going to go talk to a former mentor of mine just to kind of bounce some ideas off of them. But you've got to start to be intentional on, if you're getting to that place of feeling stuck, to do some things to break free by talking to people, by doing some research, by looking at the what else is out there, the possibilities. There's always ways to pivot, be it in your industry, be it into different industries. There's so many things out there. There's, the gig economy now so you can go be a freelancer if you want if you want true more control of what you do when and with who those are the kinds of things to be thinking about there are options out there it's just trying to start to take those incremental steps to get you unstuck from where you are today
0: now i really appreciate that perspective because we reality is we are never boxed in but sometimes it feels that way so it's always nice to hear, you know what? I can look at options. There are always options. I, I think that's so true. Jamie, where can we f- connect with you, find out more about your work?
1: Yeah. So the best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn. So you can just look me up by my last name, or you can check me out at my website, careeragilitysystem.com. Okay,
0: Great. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all your wisdom with us. Thank you so much.
1: Got it. Thanks for having me today, Lori. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.